Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Chatting Like Champions. Today we're bringing you our Christmas special episode, something a bit different, um, a bit more whistleblowers-esque for those that have been listening to um, your, to whistleblowers live on URN. So um, we've we've asked people to send us in submissions um, for with answers to these, uh, I think it's six questions, isn't it, uh, that we have asked them. And we're going to kind of go through our answers and you can listen to their answers to it too. Obviously, I am joined by Pavan and Alex. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. In a Christmassy spirit, as we are, you know, nearing Christmas Day. Yeah, just hoping, hoping we don't catch COVID, have to miss the holidays. But um, hopefully, in the run up to Christmas, we'll stay healthy and we can, you know, have loads of fun over the period. Yeah, well, I'm already back home. We're having to record this on Zoom for the first time in ages, and it's 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 a strange feeling. I have to admit, it's, bit of a throwback. Got isn't very it? used. Yeah, got very used to doing it in person. Um, Kind of got to allow for the talking over um, of each other and everything again. But yeah, let's get straight into this. So I'll start off with you, Pavan. Question one, which footballer wouldn't you want to buy you a secret Santa gift and why? Right, so I have gone for Andre Arshavin after recent events because I feel like, you know, he, he gives it all. He's got some nice... He's got a nice personality, but I feel like he'd he'd end up buying the wrong present, or you know, Amazon would would ship him the wrong present, you know, because uh, and then he'd go back and ask for a refund and see, you know, what's going on? I've, I've I've been given the wrong present, and they'd say it was just some software, you know, very much like what happened in the Champions League draw. He'd just be given the wrong present. So um, he's a nice guy, but uh, I just feel like uh, you know he'd he'd be sent the wrong present. I uh, think it's the opposite. Of I some think Arshavin would give you a, an awesome present. No, I think he'd want to. You know, to. he's been pictured with bears. No, you listen, know, listen. I think loads of vodka. No, no, no. I listen, he'd get you something cool. Listen, <laughs> I, I think he'd want to get me something cool, but he'd be, he'd be sent the wrong thing, just as he was uh, put the wrong address into it. Yeah, Amazon, exactly. Wrong default address. It's all it's all the software's fault. That's uh, blame it on UEFA. Blame for on UEFA. for me, a footballer I wouldn't want me uh, to buy me a secret Santa would be James Milner. Because uh, we've all seen a Twitter account, boring James Milner. You know, he'd probably get me <laughs> a multi-pack of PG tips or a Yorkshire tea. I don't know what I don't his, know, get his you some preferred Ribena, brew is. But, yeah, there you go, Ribena. Yeah, but like, I, I'm kind of, I'd like to swap with Pav. I'd like Arshavin to get me like a something cool. Maybe he'll get me a, you know, a, a pet bear or something or loads of vodka. Some, something cool. <laughs> Nothing, I don't want anything off James Milner. Does a pet bear come a into a secret bear. Santa budget? He's nuts. He does what he wants. What what are you going to do with a pet bear? What would you do with a pet dog? Just walk it, feed it, pet so, it. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, um, sure. 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 Um, sure personally, I would go for... Um, I don't want Thomas Muller buying me anything, to be honest. I'd just be kind of scared about what he'd buy me at this point. Like Everyone knows that he's got a very... Um, a very good sense of humour, but then if you're good mates with him, I have a feeling that he, he wouldn't really buy you the best presents if he's going to make a joke out of it. Uh, he'll probably end up buying you something, I don't know, a little bit explicit maybe. Um, it's, it's just, he's just that kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, although I think I think he could he could get a really good present. Like a really oh no, it's like a roulette that's, though, that's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a roulette. It's, it depends what kind of friend you yeah. are with him, I feel. Okay, and after our answers, let's hear what our submissions have said. So, to start off with, we've got Head of Speech at URN, Alex Duke. 
Hello, Kieran, Alex and Pavan. Uh, I'm just doing the answers for your Christmas special. Um, well done, by the way, for a brilliant term of content on Chatting Like Champions. It's been absolutely fantastic. So, <clears throat> question one. Which footballer wouldn't you want to buy you a secret Santa gift and why? Oh, that is a good one. I'm going to say Jorginho Wijnaldum. Um for the sole reason that if there's any chance that he's listened to the Outside the Box podcast or any of my content really on URN, um, he would not like it because I've been quite critical of him. I think I have good reason to be critical because bar the 18-19 season where, of course, he got the two goals against Barcelona, he was a fine player for us um, who, you know, I certainly think was upgradable, replaceable. Uh, so yeah, if there's a small chance that he's listened to that, um, he would not be happy because he would buy me something nasty. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Now we have got head of sport, Dom Allen. Hello, chatting like champions. This is Dom Allen here, your head of sport. So if you don't like my answers, you are wrong. I do a podcast with Kieran over the Trent and haven't been lucky enough to do one with Pavan or Alex yet, but hopefully we will in the future. You guys have sent me six questions and I will answer them for you now. Which uh, footballer wouldn't you want to buy a secret Santa gift for and why? Ronaldo, I hate him. He's everything that's wrong with modern football. And finally, we have got Luke Green, our good friend who doesn't have a title. Okay, so I would like Cristiano Ronaldo to be my secret Santa as he's the highest earner in the Premier League, so... It will be an expensive present, I hope. Right, so after we've heard our submissions, we're on to the second question now. Uh, that is, which three footballers or managers would you invite to Christmas dinner? So, Alex, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who are I, you bringing? Yeah, I could I could either go for the people around the table that I think would be really interesting to talk to and get their insight and opinion on the game, or I could go with three players who I'm going to have a big laugh laugh with. Maybe we have a, like, a nice... You know, a bit of a drink afterwards and have like a, a fun sort of dinner. So I think I'm going to go with a mix. I'm a Chelsea fan. I think I'm going to go with Mason Mount. Uh, for, you know, he's a bit of fun. I think Chilwell is also a bit of fun. And then for the third one, I'll go with Tuchel because I think he'll balance it out a bit because he can have a joke, but I can get all the insights into his tactics. So those three I think would make the perfect uh, dinner guests for me personally. Yeah, I'm probably going to follow the same same path. I'm going for my manager, Mikel Arteta, because, well, I, I, I just absolutely love to uh, love to talk to him about the stuff off and on the pitch. Um, and is, then, is Aubameyang featuring? No, of course he's not featuring. <laughs> no? He'd be late. He wouldn't show up on time. We'd already be at dessert by the time he got there. Um, so, yeah, definitely not Aubameyang. Uh, and then I'll be having... Um, probably Bukayo Saka and Smithrow. Just keeping it simple, but that's it. That's what I go yeah, that, that that'd be a pretty good dinner, I think. Um, Saka bring quite a few laughs um, with Smithrow, but um, I've gone for Thomas Muller purely for the entertainment factor. As scared as I would be about his secret Santa gift, I think he would be a brilliant personality to have at a Christmas dinner. Um, I've gone for Sir Alex Ferguson purely for his insights in the game. Arguably the best manager of all time. Um, would love to have a word with him, although I don't think I'd be able to understand what he's saying, but we'll find a way around that. And then finally, I have gone for a bit of a club legend in Bruno Saltor, 
um, would just be fascinating to talk to him, to be honest. He's, he's really experienced. He's obviously a coach at Brighton now. Just get a bit more insight into my club and um, just speak to a, a club legend as well. But let's go on to Alex Duke. What are you, who are you picking? I mean, number one, it's got to be Jurgen Klopp. Um, I feel like he'd bite into a turkey. He'd eat so much. Um, but also, he'd be great conversation. Um, I don't know. Who else would I go for? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I think it would have to be like Messi and Ronaldo as well. Obviously, I assume we're not we're not talking language barriers here because I might be in a bit of trouble. My my Spanish isn't great, but yeah, Messi and Ronaldo, just that kind of dynamic, and and Jurgen because he's Jurgen. Thank you, Alex. Now, Dom, who are you picking? Brian Clough, definitely uh, one of the football's greatest ever personalities. You don't get called out by Muhammad Ali and still be the cool one in that situation without being an extreme personality. So I'd love to talk to Cloughy. Kenny Burns, he was a former Forest and Scotland centre-back, won Player of the Year in 1979. Just an absolute rough, rough player, and I love watching him play. He headbutts some Arsenal players, so that one's for you, Pavan. He's just so funny to watch in interviews and an absolute cult hero at Forest. Um, let's move on to, oh, we've got to have one more. I'll go Pat Nevin, really intellectual footballer, so I'd love to talk to him about music and that sort of stuff. And finally, Luke, who are you picking? The three footballers I would like to invite for Christmas dinner is none of them, as we are in uh, COVID time now, which is very important not to give everybody else covid path um so yeah uh nobody because i unlike the government uh respect that coronavirus is uh, deadly towards everybody if it gets its hands on her right so now on to the third question of the episode what are you most excited about for your team next year and what are you most worried about pavan i'll come on to you first uh, most excited about uh, seeing you know the young Arsenal team carry on uh, connecting with the crowd and actually playing some good stuff for once. I I actually after watching the highlights from last night realised that I actually am in love with this team, which is a maybe a dangerous path to be on. But you know, yeah, if, if they can Especially let you down, in an Arsenal team, yeah, yeah, they yeah they can let you down. But you know, I've got faith. I've got faith. I, so I, I'm just very excited to see. You know, the youngsters keep growing, keep uh, taking the team. Because if we don't have them, basically our team is a bit is a bit poor without them. But uh, what I'm most worried about is maybe when we get to AFCON, move, uh, you know, lose some players to that tournament, maybe a bit light on the squad. Also worried about the striker situation. Is Aubameyang going to you know work hard to get back into the setup, or is it going to be a Meza Özil frozen out situation? Because that's you know we don't want that lingering over the club again. Um, and I, but then I would say I'm excited to see who Mikata to goes for as a new permanent captain in the summer. So, yeah, bit of a bit of everything. Uh, as 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 you know, um, it will all be covered in the the Amazon documentary, which I'm sure everybody is uh, <laughs> absolutely you know waiting or you know um, salivating over because it's gonna be so much drama. Yeah, it'll be so funny. We just watched uh, the first episode of the Juventus one uh, a couple of days ago, and it was already quite funny. I mean, Weston McKenney getting insight into his personality and how that fits with the Juve squad was, was quite funny. And I imagine Aubameyang's kind of quite similar, like the sort of personality and, you know, yeah, that one's so interesting. And with Arsenal, it's going to be so so controversial. There's going to be so many mm. you know, memes flying about Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Mm. But as for me, as a Chelsea fan, I'm really excited to see, you know, how we do against Lille in the Champions League. 
mostly I'm excited to see how well Mason Mount performs if he can keep getting uh, these numbers because he's putting up some crazy numbers at the moment six goals four assists in the league uh, absolutely brilliant brilliant numbers I think it's one less than his contributions last year in the Prem and, and he's only played 14 games so far so it should be really exciting to see what's uh, what's going on one thing I'm really worried about though is injuries we've already been quite affected by injuries and, and now with Covid being thrown into the mix we're at risk of being quite light um, on the squad when it which is quite weird because at the beginning of the season everyone was saying how you know crazy we were depth wise but yeah in the midfield we're really light and if Kante keeps getting injured and uh, we haven't seen Kovacic for months. I mean, Jorginho is playing for an injury as well. It kind of leaves us just with Loftus cheek because we can't trust Saul or Barkley. So, you know, lots of highs, lots of lows that could come up. But I'd say I am optimistic for what's coming. Yes, um, I'm a little bit more pessimistic myself after recent performances uh, that Brighton have put up. Obviously, we just lost 1-0 to a Wolves team that realistically we should be beating. But, yeah... Um, our squad was very depleted, but that's that's not really an excuse in my opinion. We still have pretty much a first team out. Um, but I'm most excited for actually having the potential to sign a striker in January. Um, we're linked to a couple now in Eddie Nketiah and um, Ber- Beriton Diaz, the guy who was English and then um, decided to switch his nationality and become Chilean. So... Um, he looks like a really good player. Re- reckon he could be a very good striker in the Premier League, kind of like an Adam Armstrong situation there. Um, then, but my worry is the fact that we haven't won a game since September nineteenth, which is atrocious. Honestly, um, we're on the longest winless streak in Europe, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to get much better without major changes um, and a new striker really I don't think Malpe has his moments I love him I, I really want him to stay at the club and everything uh, but I think he needs someone to play alongside him that's going to be able to bag goals and I think he'd just generally work better in a strike partnership but I'm just worried that these changes aren't going to happen in time that we're not going to get our man in January um, and that we're just going to go- keep declining through the table after a really impressive start but that would be a shame um, going from one pessimistic fan to a more optimistic one usually in Alex Duke what are your um, worries and what were you hopeful for going into this uh, after the Christmas break excited Um, well Liverpool we're competing on two fronts Um, we have the capacity and the ability to finish really high in the Premier League and and have a strong end to the season and also do really well in the Champions League Um, so, you know, uh, we're in the title race. We're one of the best teams in Europe. So that is really exciting. And if you told me that 10 years ago, uh, which would have been the end of the Roy Holton era, start of the second Kenny Dalglish era, that's kind of crazy to say. So there's a lot to be excited about. What am I worried about? I would say losing Mo Salah in January, losing Sadio Mane in January and not replacing them in the transfer market. Uh, and then being reliant on Jota and Firmino, which could work, but it just seems like a really unnecessary risk. Um, so I guess that can just be defined as me being worried about our owners, which I'm worried about most of the time. Um, Salah's contract as well, if that's not resolved next year, 
um, I'm extremely concerned. The idea of Mo Salah leaving on a free transfer is terrifying. Thank you, Alex. Now, Dom, what are yours? I am really worried we're going to lose Brennan Johnson. Me and Kieran absolutely rave about him on Over the Trent. He is one of the best footballers the academy has produced, and Forrest produced a lot of good players. Um, I'm worried he'll go. One thing I'm excited for is maybe a playoff run. Maybe, maybe. If you want to hear more about that, listen to Over the Trent. No, that's enough plugs. And finally, Luke, what are you hopeful for or worry for? One thing I'm worried about my club for next year is uh, relegation to League Two. This is um, very realistic as our squad is like, there's about 15 players in our squad. We've got two midfielders, uh, about six strikers though. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a guy who's meant to be worth £2 million uh, cannot actually put a ball in the back of the net or hold up play or even have a first touch. Uh, one thing I'm excited about is uh, absolutely demolishing Liverpool uh, in the FA Cup in January. Right, and now on to the next question. What's a realistic signing that Santa could deliver for your football team? So I suppose what this question is asking is, who do you want your team to sign in January? So Pavan, I'll start with you. Um, <clears throat> as I expressed in my previous answer, we need a striker. Uh, desperately need a striker. Lacazette will be leaving in the summer. And Ketty will also be leaving in the summer. Um, and Bamiang just seemingly, you know, is nowhere to be seen for now. Uh, so uh, maybe not a January signing, but a realistic signing I'd like to see is a Tammy Abraham or a Jonathan David in the summer. Um, a striker who can, you know, really grow and, uh, you know, lead this team forward because we haven't had a permanent striker for a while. It's been too chop and change. So one of them is uh, is what I'm hoping for. Alex? Oh, it's either going to have to be Jules Kunde because we were linked with him heavily before, and um, Rudiger and Christensen look like they might be on the way out. So that's you know we need a centre back, but we are very light in midfield. So I would also welcome Chiuameni. Although I don't think these are particularly realistic, so I don't think we'll sign anyone. If I had to have uh, anyone at the club, it'd be one of those two, either Kunde or Chiuameni. Now. As I expressed in my last answer too, we are in a similar similar situation to Arsenal in needing a striker. And I, I really hope that we get a Ben Bereton Diaz or an Eddie Nketiah um, after he leaves Arsenal. Although I don't think that's particularly realistic. I think Diaz is definitely possible. Apparently linked him, um, inquired about him, ready to put forward a £20 million offer. So... Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that happens for the sake of our season. And let's let's get on to our guest submission, shall we now then? So, Alex, who are you hoping? Realistic or what I'd want? Because the latter, it would be someone like Rafinha, someone like Jonathan David. And these should be realistic signings for Liverpool. These should be the kind of guys we should be able to go for. But with our owners then and their frugality um, and the kind of players we typically go for, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I feel a very us signing would be Adama Traore. I still have this feeling that that might happen somehow, even though there's no reason for that to happen. Like he's done fairly well for Wolves this season, but he's nowhere near the level he was when it was kind of suggested that he might leave for 70, 75 million. But that, you know, that could be interesting. Could be interesting to see what Klopp does with him. Um, John McGinn as well. That would be an amazing signing if that could happen. And maybe that's realistic, you know. But again, the the money comes into it and it's a little bit difficult. And now, Dom, who are you hoping that Forrest's 
Science. Rian Brewster. Uh, Lyle Taylor's taken a lot of flack from seemingly everyone, including us, and I, I just don't think he's top-tier championship level. So I think we give Rian Brewster the Steve Cooper sort of effect, the medicine he can provide Ale a failing career at Sheffield. He should come down to the Midlands and play for a proper team. And finally, Luke, who are you hoping that your team's going to sign? Harry Chapman. We had him last last year, sure as we did, for... Uh, like online after the January transfer window and he did really well he was probably our player of the season and stopped us from getting relegated and that would do very nicely uh, this year when uh, we go, we don't go down and Burton do hopefully because Burton are scum So the penultimate question is which footballer or manager would be the best Grinch and Santa and why So Alex I'm going to come on to you first for this one who are you saying? The Santa's got to be Steve Bruce, man. He's look. He, he's already looks like Santa. He's got he's got a bit of a belly. He's got the the white hair. I reckon he could grow quite a nice beard. Uh, you know, he looks quite lovable, and he needs a bit of love over this beard. So hopefully, he can be be a be a good Santa. And for the Grinch, it's actually a tough one. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a Grinch, man. Some I'm trying to think of a footballer that's like hated like universally but there really isn't in anyone maybe i'd go with klopp because over the christmas period klopp does get very agitated and he seems he seems like he hates it and he claims he hates it and all his press uh presses because of all the the fixture congestion and stuff like that so my santa is uh brucey and my grinch is klopp some interesting choices there pavan let's come on to you yeah okay so my uh, my Grinch is is now. I I I'm actually gonna go for Jurgen Klopp as well, um, for different reason though because uh, he uh, well him and Liverpool normally or or have been known to just steal all of Southampton's players. So if it's uh, <laughs> if, if we're talking about the Grinch for Southampton, it's definitely Liverpool and it's definitely Jurgen Klopp. So he knows how to steal players. Um, and he's uh, he always steals their Christmas, so I'm gonna go with Jurgen Klopp, and he does get a bit moody, as uh, as Alex has just said. My Santa though is uh, is gonna be none other than um, the man who's got the second best laugh in the world, according to Steve Crossman. Uh, that is Micah Richards. I mean, you can't really get any more joyous than that, can you, for Christmas? So uh, yeah, I'm definitely going Micah Richards for Santa. Now, Micah Richards is a very good shout, actually. That laugh is infectious, as um, as Steve did point out in in our episode with him. Um, personally, for me, I've gone for Big Sam as Santa. I mean, he's already got the belly. He's already got the right build. All he needs to do is throw on a, a white beard and the hat, and he, he's sorted. Um, I think... He, he would be a good Santa. And then for the Grinch, I've gone for um, Unai Emery. I think uh, Pavan will like like this one. Um, I've, I, I don't know. Just something about him kind of resonates the Grinch for me. Um, he, he wasn't great at Arsenal, I think. You, you agree there, Pavan, right? Yeah, yeah. And sure. um, He did finish higher than Arsenal. Okay, we're not having this discussion quickly, <laughs> Kieran. Get this over with. And, yeah, I, I've, I've just gone for Unai Emery. Um, but let's, let's, before um, this discussion goes any further, yeah. let's get Alex Duke's opinion on this. Alex? The Grinch, um, someone like Mark Hughes, like, 
just those kind of managers that have had way too much of a career. Obviously, Mark Hughes is a fantastic footballer, but at the same time, like he had so many jobs that he did not deserve. And it's a good thing that those kind of traditionalist British managers are kind of being phased out of the game. Um, but yeah, Mark Hughes at Stoke, at Southampton, Manchester City, QPR, Fulham, I mean, too fair, he did all right at Fulham. But yeah, I think he'd be the Grinch because he's stolen a lot of jobs and the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, and who would be the best centre? I mean... Jurgen Klopp, well, obviously Jurgen Klopp. Like, who else would you want to cuddle you and give you presents? Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> That's a bit of a weird thing to say, but I'll own it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Jurgen Klopp. He makes dreams come true. So that's what Santa does. Thank you, Alex. Now now let's go on to Dom Allen. Which footballer or football manager would be the best Grinch? Uh, Roy Keane. And which football manager would be the best Santa? Roy Keane. Cheers, Dom. And now we are on to Luke. Uh, the Grinch. I don't know, Klopp. Yeah. Uh, Klopp would be the Grinch as he just looks down on League One and Two. He basically thinks it's the third world country. And the Santa, Santa would be, oh, probably Wayne Rooney. What he's doing at the Rams at uh, Derby is uh, quite good. I don't think he'll leave to go to Everton. I think he'll try and work his magic and keep Derby up. Or, or won't, and then they'll go down to League One, so easy away day next year. Right, now our final question that we put out to the, the the people to respond to is, what footballing stars would you cast in the main roles of the Nativity? Um, so, let's, let's come to you first, Pavan. Who are you casting in your Nativity? Right, okay, so um, I've got a bit unorthodox because... You know, but budget cuts and that. I can't. I can't hire everybody. So I've. Uh, I'm asking the Lord Bentner to fill all the roles because I feel like he's got the attributes to fill every single role. He's so good that he could definitely be Jesus. Uh, he could definitely be the donkey. He's been called donkeys for you know for, for many a time. So he could fill that role. Um, sometimes he's wise. You know, bring some gifts, bring some nice goals around. Um, and I, I just think I just think he could do every role. To be fair, there's nothing really. That's really, you know, stopping me from from having Nicholas Bentner. Maybe he'd, uh, he'd get a bit tired doing all the roles, but uh, I think he could fill every single role because you know he is the Lord Bentner. No, he he can't he can't be stopped. He he kind of is inevitable to a certain point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say to that. To be honest, I mean, you're not wrong. He definitely could do all the roles. He could definitely be a king as well. Yes, one of the three kings. Exactly. Um, so yeah, some good casting by you there, Pavan. However lazy it may have been, what? but um, <laughs> come on then, Alex, your turn. Okay, for the three kings, I was thinking two sort of things. Either I go with Messi, Suarez, Neymar, bringing the the gifts of goals, assists, and skills, or I go with the three rap kings from the Haaland video. You've got Haaland, you've got um, the 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 striker for Bodo Glint, isn't it? And um, the other unnamed one, so that uh, one of those guys can be can be the three kings in any assortment. Um, the wise men are going to be the the old football managers like Pardew and Fergie. Just all the all the managers with grey hair. Um, for the angel, I'm going to go with Angel Gomez, the the Lille player, because he's so small. 
you know, he, he looks like he could just take off and float into the sky like an angel. And, and his name's Sue, so I guess that's our main reason. Um, Jesus, you, you've got to go for the, the one and only, the saviour of football, Mason Mount. I mean, he just is the, the, the divine, oh holy God. one. This guy. And then, uh, and then, the, and then the donkey, the donkey's going to have to be wan for his absolute donkey touch. So, oh, man. You know, I think that's guy. a perfect nativity scene. No. Just, just no. Well, um, what parts of that don't you like? Uh, you, you just called Mason Mount Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, what's that about? What? Uh, you guys don't see the light. You'll see the light. We soon. don't see the light. Oh, God. No, we we do not see the light. So let's get on to mine. Um, so I have gone in the role of Jesus, Mark Kukureya. He already looks like Jesus. He doesn't need. To do anything else. He has the hair. Um, could easily pull it off. Just needs to, you know, de-age a f- few years and, and shrink a little bit. And he, he he could easily fill that role. So I've gone for him. Um, for the donkey, I've gone for Suarez. The teeth are the same. It was just an easy one to pick out, to be honest. Um, for, for the angel, I've gone for Angel Correa. Um, I think that's pretty obvious why I went for that. Uh, Three Kings, I've gone for Zlatan, um, as he is a self-proclaimed king of football. Um, I've gone for Lewandowski, just because he is the king of the Bundesliga. And I have gone for Ronaldo, just as he is the highest scoring footballer. And then for the star, I've gone for Ismailias Star, because the names sound similar. Um, (laughs) Ismailias Star, that's a good one, I really like that. And I am quite proud of just coming up with that. So um, yeah, that is my that is my nativity. Um, quite a varied mixture. Um, I mean, for the for the wise men, I suppose I could go for all of like the best managers, like you said, Alex. But um, I'll let you have that one. Um, so let's go on to Alex first. Alex Duke, who are you having in your nativity scene? What footballing stars would you cast in the main roles of the nativity? <laughs> Wow. Um, James Milner, hardworking, very hardworking player. I think he'd be able to kind of translate that into into like a show because, you know, I had a bit of a, an amateur dramatic career and you need to work hard. You need to be willing to rehearse for long times. You need to be willing to pre- sort of uh, perform for consecutive nights. So James Milner, definitely. Uh, he's got to be in there for me. Um, who else kind of constantly plays? Hoiberg, Pierre Hoiberg at Spurs might be a shout. I don't know who I... I'm, I'm not going to cast people specifically. I mean, you could say, oh, Jordan Henderson is one of the wise men. That would be cool. You, you'll get so many United... If, if a United fan answered this, I would almost certainly say that Ralph Ranić would be one of the wise men um, <laughs> because of his great tactical philosophy or whatever they say. Um, so, yeah. James Milner's got to be in there. Um, yeah. James Tarkovsky. No, I've just said James Tarkovsky for no reason there. Um, who could he play? I don't know. Not James Tarkovsky. Let's go for James Milner uh, to be involved in the nativity. But yeah, thanks, guys. Um, it's been a great show, not only for this term this year as well. So um, Merry Christmas, lads. Thank you, Alex. Now, Dom, who are you casting 
as your roles. So after 17 minutes of planning, here we go with my roll call and cast. So a shepherd herds around useless sheep, Wayne Rooney. Uh, the donkey of the play, Phil Jones. Uh, the three wise men, Pat Nevin, Gary Neville and Marcus Rashford. Uh, the baby Jesus, you know, the prodigal son, Brennan Johnson. Mary is going to be played by Lucy Bronze because, you know, you need toughness in a birth. And tough is genuinely her middle name. That isn't a joke. That is actually her middle name. It's mad. And that leaves Joseph, a man whose wife is impregnated by another man, if you really think about it. And I think this, this gentleman deserves a taste of his own medicine. So he's going to play the role of Joseph. John Terry. John Terry is going to play Joseph. Right, that brings us to the end of all the questions we asked um, for responses to from around URN. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys one final question. Um, what is your favourite episode of this season that we've done so far? So Pavan, what, what one's your favourite so far? Uh, we've done you know lots of lots of good ones this year and, and this season. But if I had to pick one, I'm probably going to go for the Pick Your Passengers episode when we launched that um i never expected it to get as many people as we did end up getting 100 people involved um actually had a legan price update so maybe you know as we once we come back in the new year that'll be the first episode back uh update with the league table i think there's gonna be a lot quite a lot of movement quite a lot of uh, happy people and quite a lot of quite a lot of sad people but yeah that uh that really was um uh kind of a, a marker that i i didn't expect to do as well as it did uh, and yeah it made me really happy that that concept um you know was taken up by so many other people uh, and we you know got so many more new listeners and new people listening to the podcast so uh, i thought that was that was that was really great for for us um you know for for the growth of the podcast and uh, for urn sport as a as a kind of you know section of the station so that is definitely my favorite episode of the season that's definitely a good pick um alex what one are you going for? I'm actually going to go for the African Talent episode. I, I thought it was probably our best recorded episode. We each did, you know, a bit of research into a player. We brought some, you know, stats up and, and we really went into depth. And then we had quite a nice open conversation talking about um, the barriers to Africans in football. And, and it was quite an episode that was in touch with reality and it touched on real world issues and real world situations as well as being topical uh, in football and... Um, you know, and, you know and, and bringing up all these great stats so yeah it was probably my favorite and especially with AFCON coming up and I think it's is it Sky that said they'll they'll uh, broadcast every Africa Cup of Nations game which is you know e even greater for African football and hopefully you know more light we're going to get more light shined on African players uh, and it, I think it's going to be great and I really enjoyed uh, recording that one that was definitely a very fun episode to do I am um... I really enjoyed looking at players that perhaps we wouldn't have looked at in that much detail. Um, and I thought that it was a really well-researched episode and I really enjoyed doing it. But I personally am going to go for our episode with Doogie Critchley, um, I Juventus special. Really enjoyed having him on the show. Um, he, he was a he was a great guest to have, really put a lot of effort into the episode. And... Um, he's just an all-round sound guy. He um, really nice guy to do an episode with, um, and it's it's always nice to have a guest on our show. And it's such like a um, it's such a like new experience when you have when you have these people that you kind of aspire to make our show like. 
uh, come on to the show and give us tips, pointers, and just sit down and do an episode with us. It, it was it was really, really enjoyable. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a, the episode with Doogie Critchley. Right, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to everyone that got involved with this. It was a, it was a really fun episode to do, actually. Um, how did you find that, you two? Yeah, nice, you know, nice, uh, nice short episode before Christmas to send all the listeners away. Um, I think our first episode back will be on the 7th or on the week commencing the 7th of January. Uh, yes. So look out for that. We're going to take a little break. We're going to make sure we brainstorm. We've got some big things in the pipeline. Um, so be very excited. And thank you all for listening uh, this season and this year. Yeah, no. Um, everyone that is listening, have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe over the holidays. And uh, for those going home, um, if you're at uni, if you're going back to another country, uh, have safe travels. And as Pavan said, stay tuned. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline coming up next year. And um, yeah, so thank you for flying Chatting Night Champions. We hope to see you again soon.